welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. How's it going, Anthony? Pretty good. Preparing for uh, Heat Pacers. Uh, it feels like the big three era. Like, the Heat Pacers rivalry is back. How yeah. are you, David? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, they've managed to build the hype up for us uh, over the last couple of weeks, so... Um, should be pretty exciting. Thanks to TJ Warren for like being kind of relevant now. Um, we are also once again joined this week by Tim Reynolds from the Associated Press, who is still inside the bubble, but only for a few more days. I want to know how many how many pods do I have to do before I get the and as, as always. That's a good point. Me. I think we've had a month straight, probably. So yes, I mean, at some point, like, do I get pod tenure? Like, at some Maybe. point, I feel like I can have it. We'll, we'll reassess this uh, in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> That's a no from David. We'll, we'll send this to the board. <laughs> How, how's life in the bubble? You, you get out of there, you said, this weekend for a, a I couple of weeks. In, uh, I leave in about three days. But you're and, coming back. Um, I don't want to say that I'm excited about it, but half of my stuff is already in my car. <laughs> and I am a notorious when my wife and I went, on, we took a cruise last summer, and I was packing literally like ten minutes before we left. I am not a early packer. Half my stuff is in my car already. Like I am so ready to come home. In fact, I even have it. Like I'm going to ruin the joke by saying it. I've got a friend of mine who's going to like stand on the third floor of one of the hotels over where my car is parked. And my plan is to light up my tires as I leave, just because I think it would be a great statement on life in the bubble. I want to squeal my tires pulling out of here. How do you, by the way, how do you pack your car? I know that it's like the NBA restricts access to to, to those within the bubble with their cars. Are you able to now access your car to get stuff in there, or is that a complicated process? Yeah, we probably should have had, we probably should have gone over this maybe in a pre-call, so I don't say it, but I'm not kidding. I So I, I don't have my keys. Right, I, I remember you, know, you saying I that. I my keys to NBA security, but, um, so it turns <laughs> out my car has an app, <laughs> and uh i mean i can't like drive it with the app but i can start it and open it with the app so um yeah i don't know if what i did is uh i just hope i hope i hope you didn't get me kicked out of here anthony actually I, done. I, I kind of do in a weird way but yeah it's um yeah it turns out the uh, the good folks at lincoln have an app that allow me to get into my trunk so there you go so we got a lot of basketball stuff to get to this week. Um, obviously, the Heat Pacers playoff matchup, as we said, is set. Uh, Duncan Robinson has transformed into one of the, like the three or four best players in the world. Um, I'm curious though. Just you know, I, I like getting the bubble updates. I think that's what a lot of people like. You know, that's we, we all can watch your basketball. What has life been like in the bubble lot for the last week? What what's been your biggest? Uh, what's been the biggest story in there? You know what I've noticed is I don't know if it's the biggest story. But you, you can tell that it's starting to get real now. Like, we're not seeing, hey, I caught yet another of the five million five-pound bass that the NBA stocked this lake with. Like, you're just not seeing a lot of the fishing stuff. You're not seeing the golf hijinks anymore. You're, you're seeing either teams prepare to leave 
or prepare for game one of round one. I mean, and, and so I, I don't want to say the, the bubble has gotten, um, it hasn't gotten stale in any way, but it, it, it's, you can definitely tell that teams are pivoting away from, okay, let's get through all these seeding games and just try not to get hurt. And, you know, yeah, they kind of mm-hmm. matter, but they kind of don't. Let's just get ourselves in shape. You're definitely seeing that, that, that pivot to playoff form a little bit. So the fun stuff is kind of going by the wayside. And, you know, we're seeing that now with, you know, you had the, you had the Pat Bev PG 13 Dame clapping beef. You had the Clippers playing a Dame track last night before their game, which I thought was, people thought they were trolling Dame. They weren't trolling Dame. They were trolling the Lakers. I mean, because they, they want nothing more than the Blazers to get in and play the Lakers in round one. It's you're starting to see stuff like that now. So yeah, it's, it's starting to feel like playoffs. Jimmy Butler, Chris Paul last night too. Jimmy Butler, Chris Paul was, that was real too. You're right. Yeah. Did you, I didn't even catch that as it happened. Uh, Did you notice that? I didn't catch the, I didn't catch what Chris did. And I'm even hesitant to say did because, like, I don't know how real it was. I I, I caught I, I was kind of like a referee. You always catch the second thing. You don't always see the first thing. Right. Um, and then you know we all heard what Jimmy said afterward about don't come if you're coming any of my guys, especially any of my shooters. Um, we're coming for you. And I, I just think. You know, I don't think Chris Paul is particularly worried about retribution because if the Thunder see the Heat again, it's in the finals. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think we're really worried about a beef here. But um, if nothing else, the young guys who haven't been through the playoff feel before, now that, I mean, everybody knows that UD has their back, but now they get to see that, like, you mess with us, Jimmy's going to do something immediately. Jimmy doesn't care, Jimmy will take the foul. And that's that's got to make a team that has gotten along so well up here. I mean, I don't know how much of like I don't know how much of like warmups they're showing on on you know during the pregames at home. Um, this team is incredibly happy to be around each other right now. Like Goron is like jumping on guys and smiling. Like some teams are going through kind of the, oh my God, we're still here. The Heat have no ennui going right now. The Heat mm-hmm. are a very, very energized group. And it's definitely a way that they have stood out here. They are having fun. And last night, I mean, yeah, it was serious, but Jimmy doing that only adds to the fun. Like, they don't care what anybody else thinks. And that was a really good example of it. Yeah, I think it was really, it's really unique for your max guy to be the, like, it's one thing for Udonis to do it, but it's so unique for your max player to be the one that's like, you're not going to mess with our shooters. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stick, you know, stand by, stand by him uh, in a way where I stick my shoulder into the other star player's chest. You know, like, that's so unique, but it's so Miami Heat. Uh, I thought it was, I, I, I agree with you. I think it was like a, a little message that, that Jimmy sent you know, entering the playoffs of what it's going to be like. Yeah. It's not totally surprising. I don't think to see this. I mean, that was, you know, maybe certain things, but just the idea that this team was having fun. I mean, that was one of the big storylines of this team throughout the, uh, the real regular season. Um, Obviously, you know, this is a, 
atmosphere where it could start to grate on anyone. But um, you know, it's not you know if you told me coming in that the Heat were going to be having more fun than anyone, like that would have made total sense to me. It, but it, it would have come with the caveat of, okay, is it going to be fun when it's just right. all day, every day, just around you? Like, I don't even like talking to myself right now. I'm so sick of myself here. Like, I just, I need a break from this. I mean, I, you know, in, in a lot of ways, these guys, there hasn't right. been any of that. Like, they're now in, like, week seven, I guess, or something like that, or week six or week seven of, you know, just the 37 people in the heat travel party, that's it, against the world, and they're loving it. Like, yeah. it, it's almost like I mean, heat culture is is what it is, but it just seems like it was so unintentionally designed for something like this. Yeah, how much of the, uh, I, I touched on it at the top, but Duncan being like just as hot as anyone has not named Steph Curry basically has ever been right now. Um, you know, obviously he, you know, the heat, I think part of why they've had so much fun is is obviously Jimmy came in and saw guys like Tyler and guys like Duncan, um, you know, guys like Kendrick Nunn who, who aren't, you know, destined to be superstars based on their draft position, based on like their college reputation. Um, and they have just obviously been tremendous and Duncan is probably the, single biggest surprise on the roster given he started his college career at division three school. Um, how much is just like his, what, what he's doing fueling um, this excitement, do you think? I, it, I think it's everything. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I mean, they have so I won't tell you who there was a general manager an East general manager. So it narrows it down to one of eight, yeah. and there's not that many, you know, well, whatever. So there was an East general manager I was talking to, and we were just, he asked me who I voted for, for the NBA awards. And he asked who I have for most improved, and I'll, I'll, I mean, I voted Bam. I had Bam at the uh-huh. top of my ballot. And he was like, you're an idiot. And... I, I didn't know what was coming next, and I thought about this, and I think we might have talked about this. I know Anthony and I talked about this, I think, off air. But, like, he said Duncan Robinson is the most improved player in the world. And uh-huh. he's right. Yeah. He really is. And that's one of the reasons why I hate the most improved player award is because how do you judge Duncan? Because he really had no body of work right. last year. How do you judge him off that? Um, teams Teams love him. Like, his when it's contract time for Duncan Robinson, it's going to be tough because, yeah. because every team in the league loves him right now. And um, I mean, two four point plays in the, in a minute last night or whatever it was. I mean, you don't see that like ever. And and I love the fact that like I thought early up here, I, I thought maybe in the early games, you know, when he becomes a when he becomes a, a, a person on the first page of the scouting report, he's going to get defended a little differently. And he's already made the adjustment. Like, he knows contact is coming and doesn't care. Like, you, you've seen exponential growth just in that part of his right. game in, like, two weeks. I mean, it just shows you that there might not be a ceiling with this kid, which is which is amazing. Yeah, it's it's... It's pretty incredible. Like, and in, in, Tim, you mentioned it. Like, the, you've noticed 
especially in the restart, defenses are playing him a lot tighter. And they're changing the way he's they guard. He's the focus of the defense. Say it again? He's the focus of the defense. I mean, like, Pretty obviously Jimmy and Bam are better offensive players. Like, you're going to put your best, like, one-on-one defender on those guys. But you know their goal on every possession. You know, teams know their goal on every possession now is to get the ball to Duncan to shoot a three. Yeah, like, to me, there's three untouchables on this team pretty much. It's Bam, Jimmy, and and honestly, like, Duncan is, the way he's playing this season, how important he's been to this team, you know, number one and plus minus, like, the offensive numbers when he's on the court versus when he's off the court, totally different. Like, he, they need him on the court as much as possible. That's why he's always playing big minutes. He is not, he's not just a role player. He's not just a shooter, like, he makes this offense go even when he's doesn't have the ball in his hands. And even when he's one of 10 on threes, he's still having a huge impact. And to think that like a year ago, we were in, you know, a little, I guess a little more than a year, we're in Vegas wondering, okay, is it, who is he going to make the team, him or Yante Maiden? Like yeah. we, that, was a, that was a legit question. And here we are, and Duncan is has the second most threes in the league, you know, to James Harden and is in the middle of a historic three-point season. To Tim, yeah, I I voted Bam for most improved too, just because uh, you know it's hard to judge Duncan on that award because he really didn't play last year. Um, but man, he is he probably is you know really the most improved player in the league. But, well, yeah, when you look at it that way, he's gone from unplayable to untouchable in twelve months. It's pretty much they should name the most improved player award yeah. for him now. Like people, um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. The, the kid in Charlotte, who also had... Devontae Graham. Thank you. Like, I know that got some buzz on Twitter this week um, about how it should have been him, how he should have been in the mix. Like, put the numbers side by side. Like, Duncan destroys him. I mean, it's it's not... I mean, if that's... If, if, if that... If we're going to pivot to that, if we're going to go to the place where a guy who really didn't have much first year much one year stuff mm-hmm. for comparison then has these great numbers the second year if that's most improved put those two guys head to head Duncan should be unanimous so it, it's kind of comical that because of what he's done because of what he didn't do last year compared to what he did this year he's kind of ineligible to win most improved player next year because there's no way he can have this sort of growth again from one year to the next it's just not statistically possible so um I feel badly for him in a way, but I mean, I, he's, he's definitely, if I had a couple of guys who were untouchable, I agree with you, Anthony. He's, he's one of them. It's, it's pretty, it's an, it really is an incredible story. And he's improving. Like we've seen these yeah. past few weeks, these seeding games, guys are, when guys run up, guys run off the three point line, he's putting the ball on the floor. He can finish around the basket. He's making nice passes when he, you know, when he draws, you know, guys in the paint, he has, he has a, a dribble game. Like, he's added that. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's, I mean, yesterday there was one where he he drove in and he gave a ball fake to Steven Adams, got Steven Adams, you know, to go to Bam and, and Duncan finish with a layup. It's just like, man, you know, if this, if this continues on, if he can continue expanding his game, uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to be, he's going to get paid a good amount of money in a few years, that's for sure. Yeah, he's... He's, he's going to, and, and you know what else? And again, he had a certain amount of this. Like we all were like mesmerized at first by, by Tyler's swagger. Like 
Duncan's got some swag. Yeah, we talked about this last week, actually, in the segment that you weren't on. It's like he and Tyler are, like, uh, achieving the singularity, where they're, like, rubbing off on each other in different ways, I feel like. Um, So... They mic'd him up for one of those games, and he was talking trash. There's... And again, it is... I will say this. It's difficult with masks sometimes. Like, when you see someone coming at you, it is difficult um, to know exactly who that person is, especially when there's a bit of distance away. There is... I'm going to get in so much trouble. There's an NBA staffer, and she knows knows who Duncan and Tyler are. Never gets their names right. Completely interchangeable. Like, they don't look alike. Duncan's like... Duncan's got like four inches on him. Duncan looked nine foot five next to Tyler. Like, come on. That's funny. That's the thing thing about Duncan. People don't realize how tall he is. Yeah, that's why I've always kind of liked his defensive potential. Just he's got the length. Like, he's going to be a better defender potential. You know, even like a guy like J.J. Redick who's become a good defender. Like, Duncan has a chance to be even better than that. Just because when you're 6'7", it does something. And he's got long arms. It's not like he's 6'7 with, like, you know, still a wingspan like he's 6'4 or 6'5. Like, he's got the tools for the most part on, on that end. Um, yeah. Is there what, – what, oh, Go ahead. Go ahead, uh, There have been, you know, some stats going around that, like, what, I think he's now second all-time in three-pointers per game behind Steph Curry. He's, like, <sighs> top five all-time in three-point percentage. Um, do you guys have, like, a comparison for him? I, like, cause I think like the obvious one is just like Kyle Korver or whatever, but like even Kyle Korver, who is one of the best three point shooters of all time, like there's a difference, you know, there, there is a statistical jump from what he was to, to what Duncan is doing now. Is, do you, is that still, you think the best comparison point or are we just in a different time where the three pointers are more valuable and maybe this is what Kyle Korver would have been like if he came along 10 years later. I, I don't know what the right comparison is for him at this point. I know it's only one season, and he's Tim not. Curry he's not Steph Curry. I, I can say that. No, he's not Steph Curry. I think he's. I, I know it's only one season, but based on this season, I think he's a more a better all around player than Kyle Korver. And Jay Crowder made this point to me back when we could talk to them in the locker room uh, in February when after he got traded. He said, "I'm surprised that Duncan. He pretty much can shoot from anywhere on the floor. Kyle Korver was more like he shoots. You get him on the left side." And that's kind of his spot. His spots on the left side of the court. Duncan can shoot from both sides, from the corners, from up top, from the wings. Um, he and he can put. I mean, like I said, he can put the ball on the floor and do stuff in the paint as well. I I, I keep going back to JJ Redick, and I say JJ Redick, but bigger, like a bigger JJ yeah. Redick, which I guess. Yeah, I think he's got the skill aspect that, that J.J. Yeah. has in a way that a guy like Corver, who I think was an All Star that one year in Atlanta, maybe. Just never had, and I never had. You know that was not his his job. But and I I'm, I'm not saying he's Clay Thompson. I'm not okay. <laughs> so anybody who listens to this, you know, don't at me. I'm not saying he's Clay Thompson, but I do see little when I watch him play. Sometimes I do see it a little bit. Just the shooting ability and the you know, point. yeah, he doesn't need the ball in his hands. He could. He's efficient. Um, again, he can put the ball on the floor. He's not a defensive player that Clay is, obviously. But I just, I, I, JJ Redick is the guy that comes most to my mind, and then I sometimes I see a little bit of Clay in his game. So, take the numbers from this year. 
the top ten in threes made. Harden, Duncan, Heald, Dame, Devontae Graham, Trey, Tim Jr., Bertans, McCollum, Jason Tatum, and Bogdanovich are tied. That's the top 11. Mm-hmm. Top spots. Duncan shooting 45%. Right. Bertans, 42. Yep. The only other guy in like the top 20 who's shooting what Duncan's shooting is J.J. Reddick. J.J. shooting 45. James Harden shooting 35%. Duncan shooting 45. Like, you're just, I mean, I know a lot gets made of some of the comparisons stat-wise to Steph, but there are two guys, three, well, there's two guys in the entire league with more than 145 threes shooting 45%. Yeah. Duncan Robinson and J.J. The next guy on the list, by the way, is Seth Curry at 143-3, shooting 45%. Like, and, and again, this is year two. This is year two. He's still working on things. It's... I don't know what the best story in the NBA is, but he's right up there. I just... I don't know how else to say it anymore. He is... I, I just... He, he's not even... He, he's not even close to the same guy that, that he was last year. Not even close. Like, and keep in mind, what did he shoot last year? It was like 38% or something like that? Like, 28% from three last year. 28? Yes. He was not. I remember, I remember. In the 28% how, how many did he last shoot last year? year? He shot, yeah, uh, only 35. It was 10 Yeah, I was going to say, he didn't <laughs> shoot very much, obviously. Uh, well, I played like 15 games. Yeah, exactly. Too. Right. Yeah. yeah. I just remember, I remember he made, so he made a ton of threes and, in Sioux Falls, and then he would come to the NBA and he would not make any. And all of us would look at each other and be like, I mean, what's going Like, these guys are supposed to be a three-point shooter. You can't hit them. And here we are a year later. Best shooter in the NBA. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 an incredible story. Yeah. If I had to pick one player here, a three-pointer for your season, I don't think I need a second. Yeah. To think. I, don't know who I, I don't know who I'd pick after him. But yeah, with the this, Warriors not there, because because Steph and Clay would probably be the only two guys in the league yeah, that I would say right. like I mean, take them yeah. I'll tell you this: so the best Heat shooter from from being around this team for seventeen years, nobody would ever guess who, who I pretty much know to be the best shooter. Jason Capone. Yeah, it's it's Capone. Yeah, yeah. I loved Capone. I loved Capone. Capono was like I just wish he could. If Capono could guard anybody, he'd still be in the league. Like, <laughs> was so just unbelievable. I mean, everything was just wet. Everything. Yeah. Just, I mean, he he didn't have a shot hit the rim ever. Then I spent last summer in China with USA Basketball and got to watch Joe Harris do it. Joe Harris is unbelievable. Like the form is just, and he has the same work ethic as like a Ray Allen, same sort of weird drills as like a Ray Allen type. Dunks in that conversation, yeah. which is amazing. I got to stop saying amazing about him, but he really is. He's amazing. Yeah, maybe that is the comparison. You know, he's not prime Ray Allen, obviously, but like maybe that no, is the comparison, but, like Celtics era to Heat era Ray Allen, where, you oh, know, he's mostly a three point shooter, but, but obviously can put the ball on the deck and, 
and then also is like one of the best three point shooters of all time. Like he's in well, that if, that conversation potentially. And if anyone wants to see what his future earning potential is, Joe Harris is a free agent in the summer. In the yeah. summer where nobody's going to get multi, nobody's going to get multi year deals. Maybe a two year, maybe. Um, unless you're Anthony Davis, then you'll get whatever you want. But Joe Harris is probably going to get paid really, really well by somebody in October. That's going to be the baseline for whatever Duncan Robinson's next deal is going to be because, you know, Joe Harris is, I mean, he, very good player, tough, smart, good passer, excellent shooter, world-class shooter, um, kind of would fit in perfectly with what the Heat are doing, quite frankly, although I don't know if they need yet another guy, but can you ever have enough mm-hmm. of those guys? Um, Dunk's going to get paid and it's going to be, it's going to be quite a day when, when that happens. Well, so, so you guys, you guys are saying that uh, the Heat will uh, guarantee Duncan's one point six million dollar contract next season. Um, I, sources sources will indicate that that is under consideration. Yes, but I, that might be the best contract in the NBA, by the way. Just yeah, know, it's pretty good. Pretty good. What's funny is that like three months ago we would have said Kendrick Nunn's contract was the yeah. best contract in the NBA. Now it's Duncan's contract. Yeah. It's the best contract in the NBA, put together by a team. That traded Justice Winslow for Andre Iguodala and Solomon Hill. How did this happen? Well, shout out to Duncan Robinson for potentially passing Matt Bonner on the list of greatest NBA players ever from New Hampshire. He's getting close. Beard though. (laughs) That's tough. I don't think he's earned that yet. Yeah, he's getting close though. He's close. Bonner played uh, more than a decade in the league. Like that. That means something. I don't know. Bonner's so good. Bonner's so – man, it's a tough call. Yeah. He's in the conversation. He's in the conversation. He's in the top two. <laughs> and probably the bottom two as well. All right. Uh, you want to talk uh, some Heat Pacers before we wrap up here? Sure. That is, this is probably the last time we're recording before the playoffs start. So um, I'm pretty excited. I didn't know, you know, come, I, I knew, you know, there was obviously, we, you know, the uh, Jimmy Warren beef was nothing new coming into the bubble. Um, but, you know, still, I was, uh, I would have, you know, theoretically, just you come in and I'm like, who, what matchup would probably be more fun? I probably still would have said Heat Sixers, but the way the Pacers have played and, and the way that TJ Warren has elevated, um, where that's like a matchup that like really matters rather than being, you know, an all-star and like a role or, you know, real role player. Um, I think it makes it one of the more exciting first-round matchups. Just makes sense, obviously. It's a four-five matchup. Those are supposed to be competitive. Yeah, I, I, I think that this Pacers matchup for the Heat uh, is probably their best, like the most favorable matchup for Miami. I just think they match up really well yeah. against Indiana for a few reasons. Um, and I mean, obviously, they've beaten them every, you know, three times this season, and they play them tomorrow, which is a game that really doesn't count because. Both teams won't play their guys, if you know, for long or if at all. I, I can't imagine Jimmy or Bam or Goron playing tomorrow. But um, you just look at the numbers. Like the Heat, obviously, shoot a ton of threes, and they make a lot of a lot of them. Uh, Indy averages the fewest amount of threes, three point attempts in the league. Um, and with without Sabonis, Indy's one. Indy is the worst rebounding team in the league. So the Heat are, are usually going to finish with more shot attempts than the Pacers. So more shot attempts. Usually more three pointers made. 
like the the, the math is on the Heat side, mm-hmm. um, and the margin of error for Indiana is very small in this matchup. I think like they basically have to have like a very low turnover game, make you know shoot you know really efficiently, 48 percent you know from the field, and 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 limit the Heat's offense to have a, just a chance in 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 these games. So I just think the you look at the two teams, the way they play, the Heat has a big advantage entering the series. Yeah, what you said. I mean, that's, I mean, well, I don't know what else to add. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Indiana matches up at the rim at all. Miles um, Turner can't be like overlooked because when he is, when he's right, he's really, really good. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, he he can particularly at the defensive end, you know, I, I just, I, he's a guy that you look at every year and you say, wow, I expect so much from him. And then it just, it kind of, like, you never feel like you've got all of it. Like, you know, I mean, and his numbers are fine, but like, yeah. you just you always feel like there's something more there with him. Um, he's a very good player. They are very well coached. They just are. And, and the Oladipo factor, again, if, you know, I don't know if he's a hundred percent, obviously, but they they have it's going to be a heat pacer series. I mean, you know, Edmund Sumner, tough. Oladipo, tough. TJ Warren, tough. Um I, I think this is going to be I don't think it's gonna be a very long series. Um I can say I've already written my capsule and if the bottom the only line that isn't done is the last line where I'm either going to say five or six. Yeah. And I'll probably say six just to make it look better, but it's probably going to be five. I'm um, right with you. I'm what's, right with the, you. Uh, what's the buzz on Sabonis from inside the bubble? So the, the buzz in here is that he's, you know, he's still out in California and, you know, the hope is that he comes back. But again, the, the GM I was speaking with when he told me I'm a moron for, not voting for Duncan Robinson. And by the way, I am a moron, but that's not why I'm a moron. I'm a moron for many other reasons. Um, you know, he, he doesn't think there's any chance. Yeah. That Sabon- the, the whispering is that, you know, if he comes back, it's just going to be to make the heat or whoever the first, because the matchup wasn't set, but it was just to make somebody think about preparing for him. Mm-hmm. And you know, the heat will, they're going to prepare for everybody. I mean, they'll prepare for Reggie Miller and Larry Bird, probably just, just to make sure all the bases are covered. But I don't, I don't think there's a way to, and, and also it's like, if, if you're not really in the title mix, are you going to risk a cornerstone player? Um, yeah. If he's not all the way, right. So, you know, when he comes back, he'll have to quarantine. He hasn't been around the team. What condition is he going to be in? I don't, I don't expect him to play in, in this series. Let's just leave it there. And I, you know, Miami's strength is its shooting, and Miami's weakness is its shooting. And there will be a game in this series where Miami goes seven for thirty-two. It's just yeah. going to happen. Um, the trick is not having two or three of those, and and I don't I don't think they will. Um, for as much as we've talked about Jimmy all year and Duncan the last few weeks. Um, 
the absolute most important guy in this series is Bam. Um, because without Sabonis, the Pacers can't counter. Yeah. Like, he has to dominate. If, if, like this is if he, he is if he is the player we think he is, he has to be you know, like we said, Miles Turner's good, but Bam has, has to be Bam just has to be really good. Yeah. Like Bam Bam will have the ball in his hands a lot. Bam will be at the point a lot. Bam is going to be the ultimate chess move in that no, no matter what you have planned, we're gonna make you react to us. That's what Spo's gonna be thinking by having Bam you know, being point forward, being point center, being all those things. But one thing I saw last night, there was this one play, I forget even the machinations of it. I just remember the finish. And like Bam had a step on somebody and tried his 13 foot in the air finger roll instead of just attacking the rim. And we've seen him attack, Mm -hmm. but sometimes he just has that little finesse play. I just want to see him go downhill in this series. Just attack, attack, Attack. And one thing to remember, which should be in your capsule, Anthony Chang of the Miami Herald. I know what you're going to say. I was about to mention it, so go ahead. He hates Miles Turner. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget USA Basketball last year. As 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 the Michael Jordan memes would say, and that's that's when this series became personal to me. Miles Turner went to China. Bam did not. Bam is never going to forget that. You'll have a very highly motivated Bam Adebayo. You know what? Uh, three weeks or an extra two or three weeks in Lake Buena Vista is way better than a trip to China. As somebody who did both, <laughs> concur. I agree. <laughs> this might be a good time to add that for those who have never written a capsule like like we all have, you, you just never pick a sweep. One, because <laughs> you just open yourself up to silliness. Yeah. Like Scalabrini on TV the other night said Celtics in three against the Sixers. And, and I've made the same stupid joke, like, ha yeah. but it's a stupid joke. Like, you never pick a sweep because there's there's gentleman sweeps in, in everything. And I, I don't think it will be a sweep. No, I, don't think so. I, I truly don't. Yeah, I don't know if there will be any sweeps other than the 1-8 and the 2-7 in the East. Oh, 3-6 oh, could be. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends. I, I don't make predictions on the Sixers. I, I stay away from them as much as possible. Although, wow, now you have me wondering. Could we see four sweeps in the East? I mean, I guess it's possible. I yeah, I'd, I'd be I, shocked, I, but... I feel yeah. like we need an emergency pod within the pod. Yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving all this I, in. I'm really tempted to go Heat in five. Uh against the Pacers, but for some reason, I think I'm just going to go with he and six. I, I just, yeah, there's always that one game, definitely it's going to happen, where they go four for 30 on threes, and they'll lose. And there's another game, probably they'll lose by like a point, even though they play pretty well. So I I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Heat and five, but I'm going to, I think my official prediction is going to be Heat and six. You know, can I make one more bubble, bubbly observation? The gyms are all the same. And I've written this too. And I think a lot of people figured it out by now. But even though you're in three different arenas, they're only going to use two for the playoffs. The, the arena they were in last night is is shutting down today, um, which stinks because it's got the best media seats. But that's beside the point. Um, they're all the same temperature. All the rigging above the court is the same. All the lighting is the same. Um, this is a shooter's paradise, yeah. this place. Um, 
boy, does that play into the hands of a team that has some world-class shooters. So the four for 30 might not happen. The seven for, seven for 32 might not happen. Of course, I am the guy who said that he'd have never lost a game when they've got 100 points through three quarters, and then they lost last night after having 100 points through three quarters. Um, it, it would be unusual, let's just say, for the shooter. I mean, shooters are loving this place. Also, it's freezing in these gyms, and for some reason, offensive players like it and defensive players don't. I don't know if it's magically colder when you're playing defense. I don't know if that's why, but like, it's it's just the shooter's parent. Like, Steph, Steph would average 100,000 points a game if the Warriors were here. Like, it is just the shooter's paradise here. Damian Lillard seems to love it, so. Damian Lillard is averaging 100,000 points a game. <laughs> I have an MVP ballot to figure to fill out by the by the close of business tomorrow night. Luka Doncic is going to average 32, 11, and 11 in the bubble, and I can't vote for him for MVP. He's averaging a 30-point triple-double, and I can't vote for him for bubble MVP. Will, will, will he even be top two? Like, I'm guessing no. Devin and, no. and Dane. It's Devin or Dane. Yeah. Who is your pick? Do you know your pick yet? Or I assume it comes down to who kind of gets that eighth seed. I think it comes down to – if Phoenix wins today – I mean, again, and again, with with this very small sample size, like if Devin has thirty five today and Dame has nineteen, like yeah. not that Dame had the games of, I mean, his his fifty one and sixty one back to back. I mean, that's as good as T J Warren's fifty three. Sure, um, you know, um, I just think Devin had the moment of the bubble so far when you mm-hmm. shake off Kawhi and then stick the jumper over Paul George to win a game, um, the left-handed dunk. If the Suns go eight, no. And even if they go eight, no, they might not get in. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just know we're going to be so criticized for it because again, Luca's not going to win. <laughs> 32, 11 and 11 is not good enough to win the MVP in here. That is crazy. Crazy. Do, do the uh, playing games count toward that bubble MVP, or is it just no. the a regular season? Okay, it does not. It's just the it's just the seeding game portion of just the seeding games because they're giving out the awards before game one on Saturday. So I'm hoping those games don't count, or else we'd be very awkward to say, Mister Lillard, can we have the trophy back? We're giving <laughs> it to Mister Booker now. Uh-huh. Um, I. I mean, they're also—they're doing a coach of the bubble. I know. That's not unanimous. Like if anyone doesn't vote for Monty Williams, yeah. like come that's an easy one. on. Do they do a most most improved bubble player? They—I I don't know. They—they they added coach of the year. They added coach of the bubble last night at like eleven thirty. <laughs> so who knows? We might get like six man of the bubble. We might get who? Who knows? Yeah, the, the all bubble rookie team. We're getting we're getting two all bubble teams. First yeah. team and second team all bub. Um, I just wish there was a guy in here named Bub. So I but just vote. For are him. they officially calling it like the all bubble team? Or didn't they not no. want us? Call- okay, okay, okay. It is called the Kia seating games. All some I don't. Know. Very clunky. A very clunky. It's it's very. Yeah. It's very. Uh, it's it's very corporate. I mean, it should be the all-bubble team. And I even got, like, slapped on the hand for that when I when I tweeted out that there's going to be a bubble MVP. Uh, you know the bubble is continuing, right? Like, yes, I do. Can we have fun with anything, please? Like, 
My goodness. The Heat will not be – no Heat player will be on the team, right? I, I was going through it. I don't think – It'd be tough. Be guy on that, um, among the ten. I, I think it'd probably be – it would probably be pretty tough, yeah, yeah. I would think. I so mean, many good players. You – I mean, you've got probably some combination of Dame, Harden, Luka – Booker. Booker. Giannis. 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 Porzingis is averaging, or was averaging like 30 the last time I looked. Um, If if you had been told that there was going to be an all-bubble team and neither LeBron James nor Anthony Davis were going to be on it. Yeah. Like, that's that's a little crazy. Um, TJ Warren, Michael Porter Jr., TJ Warren, Warren could TJ Warren had a fifty-three point game in here. He had a fifty-piece in here, and he might end up on the second team All Bubble. Right, that's Michael why they need Porter, most improved bubble player. That would be his award. Michael Porter Jr. probably. Well, I guess maybe Michael Porter Jr. It's and and by the way, I mean he just has that kid's got the look. Seriously, yeah, like he's a Denver is young. Denver has picks. I think Denver has some. Maneuverability financially, Denver's a little scary. Um, I mean, I they'll they'll beat Utah, and then I don't know what'll happen in the second round. I would not expect them to advance past that, but boy, that's a team that's set up for a minute. They are set up. So, and and if this kid, yeah, I mean, that was a big pick for them. They needed another star to put. If Bubble Porter uh, can translate to out of Bubble Porter, then that's that's pretty impressive. That's huge. One thing I wanted to ask before before we wrap up, uh, what do you guys think about the starting lineup? Do you think none none begins the playoffs back in the starting group, or do you think Spo sticks with this with Goran in in the starting lineup? I mean, this this I know it's only two games, but with Goran in there, they've that starting group has been really really good. The only thing is it messes with the bench rotation. You don't have this, you know, your usual six man. Uh, you know, coming into the game in the middle of the first quarter. What what do you think Spo does? Yeah, we talked about it last week a little bit, right? I think, and I was, I think I said stick with none because I like Goran as like the ball handler off the bench, and I like none as you know the point guard, probably like as he's listed, but really an off guard next to you know ball dominant Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. But um, I mean, the way that Goran has played, like. like so last week I think for like the conversation was Tyler. Was it Tyler last week? But Either I way, think obviously now Tyler's off the bench. So I think Tyler's gonna stay in that bench role. But Goron, these last two games, that that group I think is like a plus twenty three in the past two games. Again, small sample size, but still something to consider. Especially, you know, Kendrick has been out for the past week. He, you know, he was late to get into the bubble. He didn't necessarily play too well in the seeding games. Like I, I, I just. I think that's a decision that... Yeah, I think I would stick with it to start the playoffs. Um, so, you know, basically see how it goes. You know, I don't think the question then is, like you said, the question's not about the starting lineup. Um, the question is about Kendrick off the bench, um, where he, you know, he's obviously a guy who likes to be the, the main guy and you know, the ball-dominant ISO scorer sometimes, but um, he's also really... I really like him as, like, a complimentary piece in the starting lineup, too. So I'm not worried about the starting lineup, it, it, I, I would I wouldn't be opposed to like trying out in the playoffs though and seeing how Kendrick um, embraces a bench role. I mean, he does have kind of like the profile of your like 
stereotypical three point or uh, sixth man. So it's not crazy to me to think that that could be the long term solution. I am going to offer an alternate suggestion. <laughs> um, other than his wife, his children, his family, and wine, probably. I don't think there's anything Eric Spolster loves more than a second unit mismatch. Yeah. And yeah. an all-rookie backcourt in the playoffs, even though they've been rookies now for like three and a half years, I don't know if that's going to be what he draws up on the blue card. I don't know if that's what he's going to draw up to have Kendrick and Tyler in there together at the second unit. Yeah. I, I, and again, they're both extremely capable, but it is two rookies together. Um, and also I would want, because Kendrick's been through so much, I mean, we know, no, you know, he had COVID mm-hmm. dealt with that. He, you know, then he has to leave the bubble again. Well, never left the first time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's been such an up and down time for him. I mean, he's not a young, he's not a young rookie. He's 25. Yeah. So there is a maturity to him, but I I would, I wouldn't, I don't know if Eric Spolster is going to want to risk putting Kendrick in a funk and, and, and Anthony and I can write the quote right now. We know what Spoh's going to say. It's not an indictment of Kendrick. We know what the quote's going to be already. Mm-hmm. But I don't I'm know. Open if to any, I'm open to anything. I'm open I to don't anything. know. If Ken, yeah, it's all. Everything's on my card. Yeah. Haven't forgotten about him. I mean, we all know, you know, what Spo says in these moments. Um, same thing with Myers too, who did not look. He looked rusty last night, and I, I think that's. It's another body to run at Miles Turner. I think he. I think he'll play against Indiana. I do. I just. I, I hope they get him back right soon. Um, I, I just. I. I think you have to. You put Kendrick on maybe a very, a very short leash. Maybe you don't play him. Maybe you change the rotation a little bit and have Goran come in a little bit earlier in the first quarter than what has been the norm this season. Um, but I think if you demote Kendrick right now, you run the risk of a guy who's been through an awful lot mentally the last few weeks, maybe going into a little bit more of a mm-hmm. little bit more of a rut there. I, I agree. I think I think Kendrick goes back to the starting group for that reason. I just don't. I can't imagine Spo going with two rookies off the bench, two rookie guards off the bench. And I, you know, I know it's cliche, but I think what's more important is who finishes the game. Hundred percent. Yeah. And, we, we so much time talking about starters. They don't matter to Eric Spolstra, and they shouldn't matter at all. Right. And if you look at the numbers, and if, and definitely with the way you know Tyler and Goran are playing right now, they're, those two guys are way more likely to play in the fourth quarter than Kendrick. Like, even just over the entire season, yeah. but especially right now. Like, in the, in the closing group, it's going to be Goran or Tyler. It's probably not going to be Kendrick, unless he's, like, super hot that game and has 25 points. Like, it's going to be Tyler and Goran most nights. So... I do think Kendrick still starts, but I think that he might, you know, play 20 minutes a game or so, and then Tyler and Goran are playing close to 30. That's that's kind of how I think it, it works out. Yeah. All right, uh, let's wrap things up there. Um, Tim, thanks again for coming on. Um, I, I guess you're, you're done being our bubble correspondent, though, for a couple of weeks. Well, I could be bubble with <laughs> <laughs> You have experience in the bubble. Yeah. <laughs> 
an exile bubble. It's like bringing on. It's like when NBA veterans, you know, are on the the post game shows. You're a you're a bubble veteran. <laughs> Like, all right, next week's pod. If 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 elected, I will serve. Next week's pod, I will do it with the Dwayne open shirt thing. Yeah, only. Yeah. Right, you can follow Tim on Twitter at by Tim Reynolds. Uh, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Uh, you can follow myself on Twitter at DB Wilson two. Uh, it's playoff time. I'm pretty excited. Love the NBA Woo-hoo! playoffs. All right, thanks as always for listening, and uh, we will uh, talk to you guys next week. See you guys.